Happy birthday, Jaco. Oh, happy birthday, Mac. I'm so glad that we managed to get away for a while and make it all the way to America just in time for, for Sundance. Can you believe that? Yeah, I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate our birthdays together, man. Catching. But I need to see some passports. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, One second. Hold on, where, uh, where did I put it? Uh, uh, oh, right. Here it is. Here's right. mine. Here you go. I'm sorry, but your countries were annexed at some point while you were flying here, it seems. These are simply unacceptable. Uh, wait, do you mean like the terminal? No! Not like the terminal. We're sending you back right now. However, you can watch a terminal on the flight. Thank you for coming to America. Welcome back to another episode of Critically Optimistic. I'm your host, Mac, and joining me as always is Jenko. Say hello, hello. Jenko. It's nice to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. We're trying something new. Um, you guys can't see it at home, but I can see uh, Jenko <laughs> on the camera, and yeah. he can see me, which is a little bit different. We're hoping that it will help our concentration, which sounds a little bit um, stupid because we're <laughs> professionals, but I think it's all right. Yeah, no, um, it should work. It sounds like it should work. Yeah, I'm hoping it will work. But uh, let's talk about some news. So obviously we've started doing the um, two episodes a month, yeah. which is a really great thing for us because now we can put out more content for you guys and we're uh, really excited to have the new show come out. I know that no one's had a taste of the new show yet, but we've got the... Um, introduction music is all made. We, we had to listen to it the other day, both uh, Janko and I, and we love it. It's really cool. Oh yeah, sounds really good. Um, it does. And we also will have our first episode. I believe is going to be licorice pizza. Um, yeah. So I'm still I'm still very excited for that. And um, seeing as it's seeing as it's a new movie that go, that is showing in the cinema, it is a perfect movie to start out our umbrella show if you may yeah definitely and i i would even say too that i i like with pta it's either i'm, I'm divided on some of his movies or i really love it and mm. uh spoiler alert for the episode i really love it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely saw your review on or not your review <laughs> but your rating on letterbox so <laughs> yeah I'm, um, I'm looking forward to it um is there we're, we're gonna save some other things for around the end we're gonna change that up uh we kind of yeah. did that with the previous episode that's gonna be that just came out this february uh mid-february but um janko is there any films that you want to talk about before uh well i uh i haven't really watched that much since um uh I haven't really watched that much since we um, since we recorded our last episode. I've had a little bit of a had a little bit of a like incline in movies, which which is nice. Like uh, there was a while, there was a moment there where I just watched movies nonstop, and after a while it became a bit too much. But I 
I did still watch a couple of interesting movies. I I got more into I tried going more further down the list of um, of Cronenberg. So I finally watched Scanners and uh, Crash, which I which which I both thoroughly enjoyed. And yeah, I'm mainly glad, I'm glad you main, liked uh, Crash. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a very like decadent, uh, disgusting movie about this about this weird fetish that just compels me like I, I love movies that revolve around like taboo subjects and weird stuff and the, I mean the main reason why I wanted to watch that was because I'm I've, I've heard that it's very similar to Titan um, so I, I just wanted to get that down um, as soon as possible so that I can understand the uh, the similarities or references is when I finally watch Titan, which probably will be in a couple of days, I think. Okay. And that's great. And you and I, you and I both watched Ringu together, and that that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. We did watch the original uh, Ring, um, which is completely different than the Americanized Ring. And, oh um, yeah, I enjoyed absolutely. it. I enjoyed it a Me lot too. more. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't see any. Uh, I don't see really the connection as opposed to just the IP between the two films because honestly they're night and day in my eyes oh, and that's yeah. coming from like a, a, a total comparison of the two but mm. yeah um, yeah so for, for me though with films I've just been my wife and I have been catching up on uh, Oscar films because the season's going to be coming up and we're behind a little bit with some of the films that we're watching so we've been nice. catching up with um uh, things like King Richard and uh, we watch Belfast and honestly mm. to be completely honest with this Oscar season or just with the season of films as a whole it's a lot more lackluster than the last two we've had so mm. it's a yeah. very very stale year for films yeah that is actually quite noticeable should we <laughs> oh yeah so there's one thing that we have to talk about which is oh, yeah like before we before we jump into this uh, episode i i kind of need to make some uh i need to clear something up from our last episode um because you as you all know i did a horrible mistake by watching uh, missing files missing instead files, of yeah. firewalk with me but to correct that i um i did in fact watch the the actual firewalk with me and to no surprise i didn't like it any better than the missing file so <laughs> i guess my review still stands <laughs> yeah which is disappointing because i i quite like that movie but i mean teach their own and uh we'll get them eventually you know Jake oh yeah gonna switch to our side at some point oh yeah just just gotta sit down and binge through Twin Peaks, and then I'm I'm probably there. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd have to imagine so. But uh, there you go. He finally watched it, and uh, yeah. it's <laughs> it's the only cliffhanger <laughs> we're ever gonna do. But <laughs> right. <laughs> I like how I like how uneventful that cliffhanger was. It was more or less just like, yeah, I watched it. I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, finally, I can get some sleep over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, let's talk about our uh, double feature that we're doing this yeah, uh, this month. So the the end of February. We're only, by the way, so not to be confused, on our normal scheduling going out now is we're going to be just doing 
our new show at the beginning of the month and our um, regular show like this one at the mm-hmm. end of the month. So with this double feature for February, Janko celebrates his birthday in February and I celebrate my birthday in February, which is great. Uh, and we got the idea thinking like, you know what? It's our birthday. We, we don't want to do a lot of work on our birthday month. So instead of picking films, uh, we both asked our individual partners to pick a film for us. And they did. Um, so uh, Janko's wife or partner yep. uh, picked uh, The Terminal by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, uh, that's right. Yeah. And my wife picked wolf children and i think they both kind of picked them with the the same sort of um idea in mind which Mm, works out really well because it kind of does give the double feature some sort of theme so Mm. my wife when she picked um wolf children it was when we first started uh going out and i like the studio that that uh, produced wolf children and we were in a video store and i was like oh I didn't know they were coming out with a new film and she's she never watched any sort of anime film before and not that I'm a fanatic of uh, that type of genre but I have always enjoyed every film that they've released so I bought it and she normally as my wife does she doesn't she didn't say she's never watched anything like this before but we sat down and watched it and I didn't realize that it was a very um it was a very touching experience for her because it opened her Uh, It widened her Verizon or her view on uh, cinema and how it can make you feel and what kind of things um, from other countries can do and what they could do with a certain type of genre when they're giving the access to it. Um, And obviously Japan is no, uh, not shy from making an animated feature, but um, the way it made it this way was very different and my wife took notice of that and it it makes her think about the start of our relationship and uh, the mm-hmm. things that we both get to discover from um, I I got to discover learning from her and she got to discover learning from me yeah, um, that, that is a very good connection to, to that movie for sure what about the terminal and well, uh, well we we both enjoy uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, like uh, we we grew up with a lot of um, a lot of Tom Hanks movies. Like um, we both enjoy Toy, Toy Story uh, thoroughly, and I suggested this movie to her. And and when we finally watched it, it it just really clicked with us. It was just this very wholesome wholesome movie that we uh, we both just uh, feel we can go back to um, a, lo- a lot of times uh, like it's basically a movie that both me and her thoroughly enjoy watching over and over again and it's just a perfect comfort movie um, for the both of us and okay and yeah should we uh, sit down and talk about one of these films now yeah let's let's start with uh, the terminal um, since um, since it was my birthday first we could uh, go in that order yeah, I, I like that order. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the terminal. Navarsky, please follow me. While you were in the air, there was a military coup in your country. Republic of Krakosia is under new leadership. Krakosia! <laughs> Beyond those doors is American soil. You are not to leave this building 
Are you headed for home? Uh, no, I am delayed a uh, long time. You ever feel like you're just living here? So, um, the, this movie is, um, we have the main character, Victor Navorsky. Uh, he's a man um, without a country. His, his plane uh, took off just as his country had a coup d'etat. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that left the countries in shambles. And now he's stranded in at Kennedy Airport in New York, where he's uh, holding a passport that is basically not recognized since this coup causes, uh, makes the country uh, countryless. Uh, yeah, basically a null and void country because there is no country at the moment. Yeah, and so while he's at this airport, he can't, like, he can't go back home, but he can't also, neither can he leave and go to New York. So, mm-hmm. so he has to, he has to live within the premises of this uh, airport. Yep. And, and I um, think that's a great uh, summary of the film, honestly, because mm-hmm. you can go into the details of this film, but you don't need to know it scene for scene because that summary gives off a lot of what it's about completely almost absolutely i think the only thing that it's missing um well it does have a bit of the romance bit in there which we'll talk about as well maybe further down the line but yeah yeah um what draws you to this film janko like uh mainly the like the the main setting that the the movie revolves itself around uh mainly the the country being in a conflict and him being stuck in this airport uh, like the rest is just uh how i see it is just shenanigans that happens while he's there but it's just um now it's, it's just a very compelling story that um that is almost written like a fairy tale um pretty much well we should mention too that when steven spielberg made this movie it was based off of a book which is based off of mm. um a real person that actually yeah. went through the situation not to the That's same right. extent uh, but yeah, his name was, and I'm going to butcher this like I butcher every name, but his name was Miran Kirimi Nasseri. Yes, I, that's right. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always butchered the names. I'm not good with names. So. Uh, but he was born in Iran. And mm. uh, I guess a similar situation. He just yeah. was a man without a country and they, he couldn't go anywhere. He was stuck living in an airport way longer than what Tom Hanks oh, ever did. Oh, yeah, that was a very long time. I actually read up upon that story when I was searching for the trivia for this movie. Um, and, yeah, this happened in 88. And, like, he even still, when his country was, when he was fit to go back home, like, he still <laughs> denied it. And he just kept living in that. Living in it, the airport. Airport yeah. till 2006. That's like, yeah. It was almost 20 years living in an airport and obviously his sanity declined. <laughs> like Yeah, horribly. I think that's the biggest reason why he didn't leave is because by the time anyone was like, okay, we can ship you off and go do something. I don't, it's like almost prisoners always trying to get back into prison because they mm. don't know how to live on the normal world. Oh, and yeah. if you think about it, that's a very similar situation. Not something that anyone else has ever gone through, but... No, absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's also interesting that uh, that they turned that premise into this dramedy that we have here. Yeah, because... it's a full feature film. I I didn't know, and I'm not sure why I assumed mm-hmm. that Tom Hanks was just going to kind of be uh, Tom Hanks in this film. I mm-hmm. really wasn't expecting him to be this foreigner from another <laughs> country. And I, I wanted to talk about this right away because yeah, I'm ahead. sorry. Like, he, Tom Hanks gave a Tom Hanks performance. Like, it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's ever a performance Tom Hanks gave of gives oh, where yeah, you're fair, just like oh fair point i didn't enjoy this like i i enjoyed it but i i, I cannot see tom hanks as anybody but a full-blown like just an american man <laughs> yeah no absolutely you know he like the whole movie it was just tom hanks doing an accent to me it wasn't tom hanks as a foreigner which mm. kind of bothered me because i wonder if this film chose to have and like forego the big name actors and went with uh, an actual foreigner and and mm. did the movie properly um because i i get that there's the need to make this sort of um comedy like uh mm-hmm. with a little bit of romance in it and in order to do that you'll have more people come to it if it's um got like someone like tom hanks yeah. or uh someone like uh catherine zeta jones but mm. For me, I I just like the whole time I I was fine with what Tom Hanks was doing, but I did not believe it, uh, and it's yeah. simply because mm. it's like Tom Hanks, you're just kind of making a funny accent. It's <laughs> not like yeah. he could I couldn't I couldn't get my self past it, unfortunately. So oh no, I mean that that is uh, that is that, that makes that makes a lot of sense for sure. I mean, um, yeah, like if if, if they had chosen. Um, a foreign actor it would have it would have it would have been a lot better honestly yeah and, i think and there's no short supply of foreign actors who could have done it who could oh, speak no, both english and, you know like and they didn't even have to get a foreign actor from the whatever country they um were i can't remember the name of the country now yeah it's uh, a that fictional he, that he's country from. uh called, yeah I, so uh, i was gonna ask about that because tom hanks is speaking gibberish i i think I think he's speaking uh, Bulgarian. Okay, because I yeah. I was I knew the country was fake, mm. but I was like, so does that mean he's speaking gibberish? You know, like that was just like, well, if the country's fake, then why would the language be real? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks doesn't have to do as much work. He just be like a bibbidi bobbidi boo. Right. Yeah, no, the the country is called what was it? Kro Krakosia. There there it is. Krakosia, yeah. Yeah. Krakosia. 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 Yes. Or when he explodes the chip bag. No more Krakosia. Okay? New government. Revolution. You understand? Oh yeah. It's Krakosia. Pop. Krakosia, yeah. Krakosia. But but I do kind of like the I do kind of like the lost in translation opening this movie has and how how he adapts uh, how he to l- it. learns English. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot too. Um it's fun, but uh you have to have the mind that this guy is actually like really freaking smart to to mm. just learn all that stuff so quickly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean when they're um 
when they're basically shoving you out the door, he knows what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. Like, I wait. <laughs> yeah, I wait. I wait. I wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. You also get introduced to another uh, couple of colorful characters. Like there's a janitor who's from... Uh, on the run oh, from um, uh, yeah, India, right. I believe, right? Yeah, and, that's right, from assaulting a police officer, I think it was. Yeah, who was being shook down for um, money under the table from his business. And yeah. then you have, um, what did he work? Did he work in the kitchen or he was a bag? He, he was, was like a, He was the janitor, I think, like the, the cleaner. No, uh, yeah, he, the Indian yeah. guy was the janitor. The other guy, though, he, who worked in the kitchen, right? Oh, the Spanish yeah, guy? yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was he was the 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 catering guy, and then you had the baggage claim guy, um, uh, which I, I the name doesn't come to me right right at this moment, but but basically we have three aspects of this airport that are allies to um, Navorsky. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've got also Catherine Zeta-Jones playing Amelia, mm. which is kind of like the romance in the film, which yeah. I suppose we should probably talk about that now. Um, yeah, let, let's. I didn't I've... necessarily feel like that had to be in the film. I, I get agree. that there needed yeah. to be an inspiration for Tom Hanks to kind of like, you know, pull mm. up his socks and put on his boots and get things done so he can yeah. finally like uh, fulfill his father's um, wishes yeah uh, right. but it, it it didn't need to be in the film it could have come in a different form and that's kind of the problems i actually have with the movie uh, as mm-hmm. a whole because there's no real reason for this to be a romantic comedy yeah it, no i i absolutely agree and i i i kind of i kind of hate that in movies when they when they really force a romance story in there when it really has no no reason to be there and And the the other thing that bothers me too is like you're gonna do a romantic comedy yet you make the uh character that he falls in love with like just kind of shit like she's not even she's kind of despicable if you think about it like she just plays uh (laughs) tom hanks's character for for I don't know. It just pissed me off because it's like, well, there's not the only thing that she's used for is getting that um, documentation from the government. Yeah. One day visa thing. Yeah. The one day visa thing. If you ask me, it could have been done so many different ways. Um, That's true. Like, like the, the, the tourists could have helped out with that or, um, or like, pos- like you see the policemen who help him out in the end. Like they could have easily uh, given him a nudge and given him some support in that. Yeah, well, they kept suggesting. So mm. the security team that works in this airport, or I guess the mm. police team that works in this airport, kept suggesting all these different things that they could throw at uh, Victor Nervosky, uh, Tom Hanks's character, like how they can mm. get him out of here or dealt with someone else or get him out the door and uh for some reason the um director of the airport uh what was his name frank dixon yeah that's right he just didn't want to do any of those things and i guess it's just because it was 
work or it would cause yeah, or uh, I, the... I, I just assume it was like he he didn't want he didn't it to wa- happen on his airport like he wanted he, to be yeah he didn't there. want the drawn attention right yeah, yeah that's right because he was looking at a promotion i think and he just wanted everything to be spotless so he, he just didn't want to to deal with this issue on his own so yeah there's absolutely some laziness there where he didn't really want to do him himself, but he didn't really like having him there in the first place. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, like he, that is definitely a despicable character as well. The the Dixon character. Uh, yeah, he and like, he's played by a pretty good guy. Yeah, who can make Stanley the character Stanley Tucci. look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's good at playing those characters where you're just like eh. oh <laughs> yeah know. like like lovely bones <laughs> yeah. yeah um i hate airports oh yeah i mean oh yeah like i i i feel the the, the start of this movie really showcases the stress of being in an airport like yeah. um you know that that when when like this is another thing i love with this movie too is how quick it opens like um just the first 50 minutes just is a good way to introduce this movie i think i feel um and then comes the more shitty parts but um but definitely a very solid opening to a film but i like once once he gets explained what how the situation is going on and he's stranded in that airport alone and you see the the camera like panning around like i feel that showcases really the stress of being in an airport and um, mm-hmm. I, I really love I, I really love that shot very much especially in american airport i, I oh. can get that the most too because uh, the real guy um that the movie's based off of he got stranded in a european yeah, airport i believe it was uh, yeah de gaulle airport in paris i think it was yeah so to, to get stranded there i feel is a lot less stressful as opposed to getting stranded in an american airport where yeah. things are just through the roof like tight tight butthole all the way you know <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> But I hate the airports. But I yeah. will say that um, this movie does take that airport setting and makes it mm. quite comfortable for the audience. Like more oh, so, yeah. you. F- and it's one of the things I did appreciate about the film is Steven Spielberg managed to make the airport seem like that chaotic, stressful uh, mm. place. That one building that you hate being in, and as soon as you're in the air, you're like, okay, thank God I'm out of there. <laughs> And then when you get out into the real world, you're you're thankful you just got out of the airport. But yeah. w- w- as the movie progresses and as Victor gets more comfortable with his setting, you as the audience member also get pretty comfortable with it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I feel so too. I also feel that uh, the music by John William also helps showcasing the the comfort we eventually get uh, in this airport as well because it. It, it it crescendos well with the with the story i feel um being this very fairy tale uh, music yeah i you know fairy tale music we'll get back into that with <laughs> wolf children um, oh yeah which is yeah which is the next film but um yeah no i agree with you i don't quite remember the music as much as you do and maybe this mm. is just because it was at my first time watching the film i've never oh, seen the terminal before been. this Mm-hmm. and i was focused on other things but i will admit i actually had a lot of fun with f- 
like uh victor figuring out how to live in the airport especially yeah. when it came to making money like him when he <laughs> figures out the cart system that's yeah. a great moment in the film yeah i love that too <laughs> um, yeah, and like, then like he to... he he gets cut off from that because they make a position for the guy just to come and grab the mm. cart so victor can't do that anymore and then he tries to apply for work and uh yada 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 he gets a job as a <laughs> uh contractor basically like the the fade fake job that he said so yeah there are yeah. many great maybe he is a re- he he must really be a contractor though from where he's from right oh because yeah like <laughs> Like he's a he's a engineering genius. <laughs> he is, and that's kind of the, what you get with this film because you're like, well, how could he learn English this fast and all this stuff? And you're like, oh, well, th- you know, this guy must actually be um, someone, someone important from where he's from. So yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> how did you feel a... about the the twist? Oh, go on, sorry. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he's he's definitely a likable character. At least like the most. Like, uh, probably the most moral character in the entire movie. Because, like, uh, all of these characters are very much, um, like, despicable. Like, you have the the janitor who is this, who just makes fun of the the people by causing them to slip and break their necks. And then you have... Yeah, okay, so that's the funny thing about this. Mm. He tells, so he's on the run from india technically and he says mm. like i'm trying to keep my myself not noticed yeah how, you're how are you not keeping yourself not noticed you're a dickhead and you deliberately make people fall yeah no very true and like you're doing the complete opposite <laughs> yeah no yeah <laughs> and then you have like the then you have like the, the the food cart person like he's basically blackmailing Navorsky for him to to talk to get this information to- for yeah so the the secondary um romantic yeah. uh, part of this film which is fine also, i didn't mind yeah. it i i thought it was fine i, yeah, I actually I, thought that was more appropriate than the, the actual mm. like main love interest throughout oh, the movie yeah, because yeah, it's like works works as a nice subplot subplot nice... that moves the the other plot forward as well mm. too yeah yeah mm. which probably should have been more the focus of the original like um plot to getting nervosky uh his mm. um, one day visa oh yeah and yeah you you were about to mention something about the twist uh what what were you thinking of oh the twist so yeah with this film we're not really saying spoilers, and so mm. I guess for that reason, I'll I'll keep it spoiler free. But uh, he has a peanut uh, can, uh, like um, mm. I can't remember the brand, but uh, he has this peanut can, and everybody the whole film's like, I wonder what's in that can of his. And throughout the whole film, I thought it was like his wife's ashes. I don't know yeah. why, but in my <laughs> head, I was like, oh, it must be his wife's ashes or something like that. Um, how did you feel about the twist? And it's not really a twist, yeah. but when the, he opens it and he explains what's in there, how did you feel about all yeah, that? I, I, I enjoyed it personally. Yeah, I loved it too. I, I feel it's a very sweet, uh, sweet addition to add to this uh, story. But I, I kind of wish it had more focus um, because you kind of, you kind of feel that this gets a little bit sidelined by the main 
a romance part. Um, yeah, because that that part takes more place than the actual peanut can, and yeah, like, you only... it does. It really does. Mm-hmm. The only other mention of the peanut can you get, like uh, where someone's like, "Hey, what's in the peanut can?" and Nervosky's just like, "Jazz, jazz." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> That's all you get, and they're like, "Eh, no way, there's jazz in that can." But this is jazz. Jazz? Jazz, yes. Jazz? Yes. <laughs> you, you sure it's jazz in there, Vicky? Mm-hmm. Check again, it might be the blues. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some salsa. Yeah, maybe Stevie Wonder. No, yeah, no, <laughs> okay, guys, uh, okay. Lo and behold, you know. Uh, you yeah, know I mean, that, that could be a very... <laughs> That could be a very broad term. I mean, jazz can have many meanings. So, <laughs> yeah, but but it's it, in that can. Yeah, but it is a it is a nice um, it is a nice way to to showcase Navorsky's character and why he's actually there in the first place. Which 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 I love, and it's just so so heart touching. I love it. I, uh, I should, should we probably do the yeah, I can do. I oh. should also probably mention that I I cried with uh, to both of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we just need a counter now for how many yeah. movies we cried in these films. <laughs> the Jar Jar cry counter. <laughs> yeah, the Jar Jar cry counter. Technically, it's up to three right now. So, <laughs> yeah. no. Um, some interesting trivia I found. Uh, should um, are, are we going over to trivia now? Yeah, I feel. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this film? Because it's it's oh. one of those movies that it's like we we could state our opinion on how it made us feel. Yeah. And then, other than that, but uh, it's not hard or much to dive into when no, you think about it's, it. No, it's it's really not. It's really not. It's it's like a, a, a sad a sad comedy. Uh, I there's one thing I love to have though is I. I think they focused way too much on slapstick humor at times. Um, yeah, some sometimes there's yeah. the parts with the the floor slipping, obviously. Yeah, and... or or when the coins shoot out when he does the. I mean, it works for the montage, I guess. But I mean, uh, at at times it was like uh, I don't know. <laughs> but um... this film is a little bit. Um... This film doesn't really seem to know what it wants to put its foot into. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, it can't pick a lane with a genre, or mm-hmm. it doesn't understand, like, do I want to be a biography film? A biography film? Do I want to be a um, romantic comedy film? Yeah. Do I want to be uh, a drama or a dramedy? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just dips its toes in all of them. And mm-hmm. for that reason, it feels a little bit yeah, uh, a little bit of it, a it just feels bag, a little bit for sure. a mixed bag of things which makes it n- lose the potential that it could have mm. had um, if it had a little bit more focus and I think coming back to the the actor thing too it's like if you if they picked like oh we want to be more like a, a dramedy and they, they chose not to go with Tom Hanks and someone like a little, little bit lesser known and stuff like that mm. um, I feel like they could have gotten further with this film and that that's all yeah. i kind of kept seeing while i was watching it mm. i enjoyed it and we'll get to that when we get to the ratings but yeah yeah no absolutely no i'm looking forward to to hear what you have for that and um yeah no um some of the interesting trivia i found about this uh movie was the set that they built was actually a, a gigantic airport 
Um, oh, really? Which they based on the Dusseldorf um, International Airport. So, like, all the Burger Kings you see there, all the shops, that was actually built as an entire set, which is quite amazing when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a big... That's basic, <laughs> That's a lot of work. How about yeah. what was the budget for this film? Do you know what the oh, budget was? I haven't really checked that up, but I can I can look it up real quick. It was, oh, $60 million. Wow. That's quite a bit. And it grossed at $77 million. Oh, $219 million worldwide. So, yeah, definitely it made it some money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and other... Um, uh, it it originally had a it had a deleted scene uh, where Navorsky says home phone home phone, but Spielberg cut it because it would be too similar to E.T. I guess <laughs> he made E.T. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's his choice. If he wanted to do it, he could have put it in anyways. I would have yeah. been it tasteless joke that it, no one would have found funny but he could put <laughs> that's it in. true maybe that he just didn't want to admit that he he made it and then you watch it and he's like oh this isn't funny <laughs> <laughs> and uh although um yeah al- although victor comes from Krakosia, uh the language is bulgarian and bulgarian, um, okay. but but whenever he sings the national anthem when he's uh, like uh, celebrating in the bar mm-hmm. that's actually gibberish that he's singing there oh okay <laughs> yeah and uh it's interesting that uh Zoe saldana uh went to a star trek convention uh seeing as she later would play uhura in the star trek uh movies oh yeah yeah i never thought about that when yeah. i saw it yeah, yeah true she's also she also plays gamora and the guardians of the galaxy movies so she definitely has her career her career really has done well for her <laughs> yeah it really has uh, she's she's good in the film too yeah i like i her. actually yeah. i enjoyed those scenes with uh nervosky and mm. um her as the i guess uh visa Applicant. Yeah, I'd say she is one of the stronger characters in this movie. Like she's she's not hateful. Like she just does her job basically. Yeah, yeah, and she's always really good about it. It's kind of like <laughs> it's funny. We're judging her on how she would be performing the job in real life. Almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. <she's> good. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Well, let's go into ratings. If you're done yeah, with the trivia. Me. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Like, like uh, production-wise, I don't have anything else interesting here. Uh, but, um, but yeah, like, um, uh, like uh, rating. Um, no, I, I still love this movie, uh, even though it has it has uh, some some problems here and there. Um, like uh, some characters, I really don't enjoy, and they really like like the Gupta, the Indian janitor, or like um, oh, I'm not really fond of that character. Like, and I yeah, I, he he gets a little bit more redeemable at the end, but his whole yeah. him as a character, you know, I completely agree. I just mm. I didn't I didn't enjoy him at all. I also I also felt that that scene with the plane could have gone different uh yeah just, you're talking about the one that he's involved in yeah yeah it's that's right quite strange because he's like i don't see mm. like i'm sorry to say but i don't see why you would risk your whole life just so yeah it's 
quite strange. Like now he's going to what do you say? Like seven years in prison. That's right. Yeah, I, f- I think so. Yeah. So yeah, that was a little. <laughs> I, I get that it's supposed to be like a heartwarming, touching moment, but to oh, me, yeah. it was just like, what the hell, dude? Like you don't, <laughs> you don't owe Nervosky anything. Like what's going? <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, no, I I, I love the ending. Um, I think it works as a good bookend. Uh, I the music fits well. Um, I like the general like story around the movie. Uh, that is the thing that 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 keeps me giving it a high high enough rating. Um, because without it, it, it's just a mess of a movie, honestly. But there are just good good scenes, especially uh, the ones with Navorsky is like dealing with the. With the the with the staff of the of the the airport, like with Dixon and like that that goat scene uh, he has with the the Russian uh, uh, Russian person that comes in, and yeah, just just scenes like that. And um, I think my general rating, uh, I think I'll still keep it at a four. Um, it's just yeah. uh, I, I just I just enjoy it as a good movie to come back to now and then, and it's just okay. very touching, very uh, very emotional, and just uh, very heartwarming. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, I'm completely fine mm. with that. I'm probably gonna go lower. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm juggling between three to three and a half. Um, okay. Yeah. Like nice. I I I had fun with this film. To say it's a good film, it, it it is a good film, but I think actually for my take, I'm going to have to stick with three uh, stars just for the simple fact that a lot of the things that we said is just like there's stuff in this film. It, it's almost like Steven Spielberg wrote it to jump on a bandwagon yeah, as opposed to writing something that he had a lot of time to sit with and yeah. you know like it's a steven spielberg film of course you're gonna have fun with it i mean like that's that's yeah. a given you know and with with this film it it just there's a lot more that could have been done with mm-hmm. it it just felt a little sloppy to me yeah, when, it, no, when it came to a lot of different aspects but when you watch the film as a whole mm. It's fun. Like it is a fun movie, and I, I, I even think if I rewatched it again, I'll still think the same thing. But I don't think my opinions on what I didn't enjoy about the film or the things I found a little bit messy. Uh, I don't know if those will ever change. No, no, I understand absolutely. And yeah, I mean, this is of course uh, Steven Spielberg when he had a, a bit of a shift in the type of movies he made because this came out right after Catch Me If You Can, I think. Yeah, and Catch Me If You Can is way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, let's go on to uh, the film that my wife picked, yeah. which is Wolf Children. This is a story about my mother, and it's true, every word of it. Maybe you'll laugh when I tell you. Or write it off as a fairy tale. It couldn't possibly be true. I mean, how could it? It'd be nice to have a home. A place where I belong. I could belong there too, if you don't mind the company. Hana. Yeah? 
There's something I have to tell you. I'm listening. If you could only be one thing, would you be people or wolves? So, Wolf Children is an animated film from Japan. Uh, it's made by um, Mama Oru Mama Oru Hosoda. Wow, I, I just hope everybody loves it when I try to pronounce things. But anyways, he is responsible for the first film I ever saw from him is a film I saw when I was a kid, which is the Digimon movie, oh, and right. it's probably. Yeah. A film that everybody saw when they were yeah. kids, because it's a great film. I mean, it's a great film through rose-tinted glasses. I'm not sure how much it lives up to the the fact now, but um, he he has a, a distinct style of filmmaking that you can see in almost everything that he makes. Especially like, uh, I I think I've almost seen his whole uh, catalog of films as a. Uh, the only things I haven't seen is maybe like a couple of the other Digimon stuff. Um, he made a One Piece film, and I don't know anything oh. about One Piece. Cause I'm, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, like the Girl Who Leapt Through Time, uh, Summer Wars, The Boy and the Beast. I've seen all those films, and I I quite enjoy them. Um, but we're here to talk about Wolf Children. And I already explained the background of why my wife uh, loves this film. Um, but the film is about after. This uh, woman who is currently in college falls in love with a, a mysterious guy she kind of sees while she's taking her class. Uh, she follows him and makes a relationship with him and they fall in love. And a secret that he kept from her and he didn't want to keep from her is the fact that he is a werewolf of sorts. Um, and so she accepts him for who he is and they have two children together and uh unfortunately uh he passes away uh very near the birth of his um second child uh and then the rest of the movie is about uh the the mother trying to raise these two children who also possess the same power as their father and trying to figure out how to do this alone and uh the movie is quite interesting in the fact that it's you have all these fairy tale uh mm. fantasized aspects to it and yet there's a very grounded level of what the story is trying to talk about mm, um right. which is done extremely well in my opinion um let's talk about the one thing that i want to get right off the bat because a lot of people are going to say this it's not a furry movie no <laughs> it's not <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot of furries out there that are are gonna list this movie as their number one favorite it's not a furry movie to no. me it's not a furry movie at all and uh, I, I don't care who hears this but i don't really understand the furry culture or community um <laughs> And I'm going to keep it that way. And if you don't yeah. like that, that's fine. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I just don't understand it. Um, but Me I don't either. think this is a furry uh, movie. No, I think that this is... It. Yeah, I think, to me, this is a movie using the idea of nature within ourselves mm. and the battle between that and civilization uh, that we have to learn to grow into. And that is... Um, 
what I, I find throughout the film because a lot of yeah. this film that my wife and I both really love is there's a sense of going back to nature and being out in, in the fresh outdoors where you can learn to uh, fend for yourself or with a small community and, and be a part of something that's more mm. um, grounded in, in, uh, in a reality. Whereas when we're in a civilization, you know, we often feel uh, the complete opposite. There's many mm. people around us, but we feel um, taken away from, from uh, nature and we feel isolated from people because everybody's just trying to live their own separate lives. Um that is a little bit of what I, I find about the film. How, do, how did you like it, Jacob? Oh, uh, well, well, first off, like, I, like you, you, you know my opinion on, like, on Japanese anime, how I almost load it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. And or well, how you just don't like animated films almost. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, that yeah, too. this is a, lo- a loaded gun. I was worried that mm. you were not going to like this film, but I think oh, you're yeah. going to surprise me. No, no, yeah, to all surprise and dismay. Um, no, I, I, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I, I do have to admit, though, at first, when I read the syn- synopsis, I, I immediately thought, like, oh, great, another typical anime movie. But... But wow, that that went out the door real quick, and I w- was mm-hmm. actually really impressed by it. And um, it showcased some very interesting themes, like both um, both about uh, the struggles of getting into parenthood, but also but also like um, finding your own path through childhood, and also uh, like kids growing out of the nest. And uh, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as as a, a parent myself, this film hit a little bit differently as opposed to when I watched it before when my wife and I didn't have any kids. Now we have two kids, um, you know, and a lot of this film may, did make me think about um, uh, what, everything that you just uh, touched on. Mm. And I even looked over at my wife because I watched it again with my wife um, for, mm-hmm. for this podcast. And I looked over at her when, um, spoiler alert, when the boy leaves the home at like, how old was he? Like 14 or even yeah, younger, yeah. 10, something yeah, like 10, that. 10, and right. yeah, 10, 10 years old. And I, I could see it in her eye that she had the thought of like, oh man, our children are one Ooh. day going to leave our house, you know? And that's, it's at things hitting differently uh second time around. And uh, there's a, definitely an appreciation to recognize with this film. Oh yeah. Uh, no, in, in many, many ways. Um, I'm sorry, right off the bat, I'm going to say this is a better film than the terminal. <laughs> oh, that, that's fair. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, uh, maybe it's in the same level. Um, I, uh, well, let's talk, let's talk hmm. about it a bit more and we'll, yeah. we'll get to that at, at the end. Like we normally uh, do, no, but yeah, but, but no, like, um, I, I thought it was a very mature story. Um, like, like it could have easily gone like the typical exaggerated anime stuff, uh, which 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 is the main reason why I not such a huge fan of Japanese animated movies. But but no, I I was very impressed by both the the animation, both the story, and and uh, no, it was I. Uh, like, is there uh, something more? Um, is there something more 
specific you would like to uh, to move towards? No, not necessarily. Like we can talk. Let's talk about. Um, well, let's talk about some of the stuff we didn't like mm. because there's a lot oh. to say that we we liked about the film. Mm. I, for one, I'm not so into the scenes in the city. Um, like story wise, they're they're fun, mm. but there's a lot of sloppy animation stuff that I just oh. don't like. Like a lot of the CGI background characters, I mm. hate that that's a thing in. Um, Japanese animated mm -hmm. uh, just uh, TV shows or film to begin with. Yeah. It, it's so not jarring, but it's so out of place. Like I know they try their best, but to me it's lazy. Like uh, just, yeah. just throw in some characters, take the effort, make them animated, like 2d animated, like the rest of the people. I, I just don't like it. Like I, mm. the CG animated stuff, get better at it or just don't do it. It's, <laughs> as simple as that but yeah. when they get into the country they don't do that anymore so no, that's, that's true that's I, fine I, with me i i do want to take a, a i do want to take a point of the 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 city scenes though there was i noticed there were a lot of beautiful like long shots like um almost uh macro shots uh, like uh, there was this one scene when uh the the father and the mother they're on a bridge and the father walks away and it just it just lasts for a couple of seconds but uh it's just from a distance so you you can really appreciate the artwork and i i enjoy shots like that in animation and uh but uh but yeah yeah i i, I didn't mean to step on your your toes there but nope. um yeah. not a, not at all well we were talking about things we didn't like yeah that's true. <laughs> you just, yeah. see i'm glad though that you're saying stuff that you liked about the film yeah. because that means there's not a lot that you didn't oh, like there, there was still some stuff i didn't like though like uh i i felt the i felt the opening the intro was a little bit similar to like twilight um where like i can i can see that mm. the yeah that's my least favorite bit of the film yeah. and i think that's really just establishing like oh yeah the, the like it, it's just putting its foot down for the start like the the film mm. has to establish a few things for you to really understand the rest mm -hmm. of it um and i truly don't believe that the film starts uh conveying what it has to to say until it, they really move out into the country yeah, yeah um, that, I, I i did notice that once they went to the countryside i i felt i got a bit more excited for the story so that's when it really lifted and uh that's why i also feel like it's this movie is a little bit too long uh, for my liking like cut it down maybe 10 20 minutes and it would have been much better in, in my book yeah i could i could mm. probably see that as well personally i i don't mind the stuff in the city so much and i i think that uh, it does take its time to establish what it needs to establish but it does it it still does it quite well mm. um i i actually don't have much to say like i don't like also, the CGI. also i, yeah. I kind of want to um, i i i i like you remember when there's this scene where the father isn't home. <laughs> you know what I? What you know what I first thing thought of is, uh oh, he 
did he go out and get a pack of cigarettes and never come back? <laughs> no, it was like because the shopping bags were outside and it was like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. like two seconds, literally two seconds later, it's like, oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine? No, that would be a completely different film. It would suck if that was the case. Oh, yeah, no, it, it definitely would. <laughs> but uh, um, like... I, I did I did get a little bit annoyance of how like how the kids were really annoying in the start and mm-hmm. how like like the mother gets the worst of it like she like I've, I felt really sorry for that character and I ha- I hate to say it like I mean that could be a criticism mm-hmm. of you but in all fairness that's children oh yeah no no I, I honestly <laughs> think it will be the same <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's just when they turn into wolves and they act like they they literally ruin her entire living room. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. I think and, that's that is the beauty of hmm. uh, the film, though, in a sense, though, because and to me, that's why like this is not a furry movie. Is because it's hmm. using this, uh, it's using this wolf like transformation oh, that, yeah. that the children could do to show like how well for the children anyways how like you could have children and they could like you could love them to death but they could Mm. be just monsters like they really could just be monsters and it's about dealing with that and how you have to teach them you know like there's there's a certain point when you're allowed to be rambunctious and Mm. be like the the carefree animal that you want to be but there's also a time and a place where you can't (laughs) wreck our shit yeah (laughs) that's true i mean it does showcase that pretty well uh absolutely um um there's there's a folk tale aspect to this film that i really appreciate okay um sort of a folk tale and fairy tale at the same time and with that you you can have a part of the director be like, okay, well, let's get some music in this film that is just, um, you know, they could have gone any other way. But mm-hmm. the music in this film, I absolutely love. Like, there's sections of the the film where they're playing a song, and it's almost like a um, a like a lullaby, you know, oh, that yeah. plays mm-hmm. really well into into sorry that fairy tale aspect. Um, yeah. The music was composed, and I I really love the music. So like yeah, you were saying with the terminal, it was really good, uh, I love the, the, music the music for this. Here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really really well done. Um, created by um, Masa Katsu Taka, Takagi. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry again, but yeah, they. <laughs> Did the music for both the Wolf Children and another film of his, The Boy and the Beast. Um, uh, they haven't done much, but uh, apart from those two films, and it was really good. It actually reminded me a lot of uh, Ponyo, which is a oh. Studio Ghibli film. And the reason the music in that film is like that is because it is uh, uh, Studio Ghibli's doing a retelling of um, The Little Mermaid. So oh. they got music to fit in with the uh fairy tale like aspect of that film and with this film it's it's very very similar it in from what i can remember they they very much share the same sort of music style and i loved it it, it hmm. suits the film really really well how did you feel about when they started getting out into the countryside i i enjoyed that part uh, like i think that's my favorite moment when they're finally on the countryside and she she starts growing this crop and she she like gets gets slowly to know the the nearby farmers and 
mm-hmm. like uh, and like you have this very grumpy farmer who is like this this old fart who really shows no <laughs> no uh, like positivity in whatever he says he's like clint eastwood from um gran torino almost <laughs> and R- really like, old fart he's 90 years old they say it in the film oh wow really <laughs> and yeah. I, I i i do appreciate that part where you notice that oh it's all part of like being a part of the community and and uh like it, it like it clearly shows that like the farmers thrive from when they get support from other farmers from each so, other yeah. yeah and uh you you're right you you actually get that sense too of um when she gets there uh because of her experience living in the city she feels like obviously she's got that um that thought in her mind like i i can't let my children change into wolves I, they have to <laughs> appear normal for everybody mm. else and she's really scared that the people in the community are just instantly judging her right off the bat but you know you learn that it's the complete opposite like they they want to support her they want to know why she's there you know and it, it's it's a transformation of that sort of way of thinking mm. in your head of like this is how actually living in a community should be it should be a communal thing where everybody's looking up for each other and it's personally in real life it's something that i i like and i miss i came from a very small town where Mm. things were very similar to that and i i appreciate what that film is trying to package to its audience and and say like look this is a the way that maybe all of us should be living because it's it's a battle between what we are going through um, mm. in the city, and it, it's not easy. Oh yeah, um, I mean juxtaposition with like uh, like child services and like no no like uh, tenant rules and uh, stuff like that. It's a yeah. it's a good contrast to. I I forgot about the child services. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is. Yeah, definitely. I I totally agree with what you just said there. Um, yeah, there's some photo process backgrounds in this film. And I know this is completely random. <laughs> I just looked at my notes. I forgot to mention this. There's some photo process backgrounds. Uh, not so much in the countryside, mind you. It's more in the city, again, yeah. um, that you could tell it's a photo, but it's blended into the background. So it's oh, lo- it looks good. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just something I wanted to say because it's not mm. even like a criticism. It's more like a, a normally when people do that, it's so noticeable. You're like, oh, that looks like crap. The, this film actually took that and did it well. Like they managed to okay. take it and yeah. use it in a sensible way that that actually worked within the film. Um, no, that's an interesting point. Uh, I, I I don't think I I don't think I noticed that at all. Um, is it like? How how would you tell it's a photo process background? So it's just there's a part you can tell in the city. There's a couple scenes in the city where there's um, a part where you'll have the buildings. Mm. And then as the background to the buildings, you'll see that there's real life photo, but they've processed it to okay. look uh, like hand drawn. And oh. they instead of having just a whole background like that, they blend it in with actual drawings and it, it mm. works quite, uh, yeah. quite well. Cause it did also, I did notice though that they used a lot of like 3d alongside the animation, like at least. Yeah. That, that was, 
the city. Yeah. Yeah. Also, should, in, also in the yeah. river too. I think that was 3D when the when oh, the boy falls in or trying to catch that that's right. uh, bird. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, uh, spoiler alert. Let's talk about the kids growing up because that yeah. is uh, also a very fascinating. Like the movie is about the these children growing up, and the film is actually narrated by the girl. Yeah, um, that's right. I we haven't been saying their names, but that's just because I really can't remember what their <laughs> names are, unfortunately. Um, yeah, sorry. No, uh, no, no worries. It's nothing to be sorry about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how did you feel about like the boy's transition into what oh. he wanted to be, and like the girl's transition? How how did that make you feel? I I did not like the boy's transition at all at that point. Oh, really? I, yeah, because it, I like there, there's this thing in like japanese anime where it's always kids that need to like oh i need to be a bad uh, warrior or i need to do this quest but i'm only 10 years old and i mean it it makes sense in this story like uh, the one wants to become a more wolf while the other one wants to become more human-like civilized yeah yeah. see with me i i enjoyed it because it's you know he grew up completely without his father mm. and i mean it he's sense. having this identity crisis because of well because of what he could do and you know it comes back to both the story and yeah. the actual uh meaning behind the film where it's like there's two parts of us that everybody has regardless mm. of if they want to admit it or not is there's a sense of nature and then there's sense of having to fit in with civilization so you've got the two uh, things uh, it's uh, a balance between because both kids choose one yeah. you know one chooses to be human which is the more civilized and the one chooses the nature and his involvement into nature is also his inv- uh mm-hmm. process into trying to reflect on that missing person in his life which is his father yeah. you know he's trying to fill that that shoes how did you feel about his sensei by the way oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, remember he's like oh sensei in the mountains right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I that, no, I, I'm not. I'm gonna admit the fox is badass. He's, yeah, it is pretty fox. cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the, the fox was. Cool. I thought that was kind of. I like that because it's mm-hmm. a very real like with Japanese um, uh, belief. You know, there's spirits of the mountain and stuff like that. That was very literal and realistic. Like this is the spirit of mm. the mountain oh, uh, yeah. sort of thing. And it's just this old ass fox. But oh. in the same sense, it's like with with that belief. You know. This film yeah, is really also, good at also, setting it, setting itself like this is mm. uh, within real realism when it comes to the story, except for the wolf part. But you know, you mm. take that as a, a metaphor, oh, and yeah, but it's you're, also you're, the you're good to go. That's right. It's also the location where the fox is, like in this, like the the middle of a forest with this this giant tree that just looks very old and ominous and yeah that, that was a good part i like that uh I, I just really wish like the the boy's side was done a little bit better um because to me it just came off as as any other anime tv show and and route that they would usually take i mean did you did you enjoy the girl's storyline a little bit I, more? I I enjoyed her storyline far more actually. Yeah, uh, but I did not like that boy she um, she got to know uh, because one gripe I had there was uh, like like she 
he pushes him and she lashes out but she gets the blame for it uh why doesn't yeah. why doesn't well, she... like why doesn't she just say that you pushed me too far uh, you should have stopped me you provoked me too far and like uh... well that's that's more playing into the no. Japanese aspect and the mm. culture of not trying to make a scene and embarrassment. We, yeah, no, I, we could do a whole podcast on that, <laughs> but yeah, probably. Yeah. That's that, that, that is definitely true. And I, I, the, 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 the boy she befriends, uh, I, I thought that character really wasn't that interesting. Uh, like it just, I don't know. It, I, I think I feel it came, he came way too late into the movie where I didn't really, care as much about the side characters where more was in, okay. where more was interested in the in the mother and her befriending the farmers and also uh, the the daughter trying to grow up and wanting to conform conform to this school um yeah yeah okay uh, is there anything else you want to talk um, about with this film? Nah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't I, want to spoil it too much because no. I think everybody should go yeah. out and watch these films. I, I actually agree on that. Like, it, it is a good movie. Um, <laughs> you never thought I would say a good movie is a Japanese animated movie. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here we are. <laughs> no, but I, it's very relatable. Like, um, like it's such a human movie like uh it has feelings like i uh, i cried so many times throughout this movie it's, oh but, yeah okay so i wanted to talk about that the cry counts at three yeah technically you cried at this film so what part made you cry uh like when when the uh like very early on when um when the wolf uh father vanished um also, when she's just very early on struggling with everything, with her needing to, like, needing to support the kids on her own, and like her getting in trouble with the the homeowner because she's not allowed to have pets there, and like yeah. like she's like she's backed in the, into this corner, and she like she does it all on her on her own, and I I feel she's such a strong strong character. I um the mother is definitely my favorite character that's for sure um yeah she's she she has a lot of stuff that's um really uh, redeemable within mm. uh her character attributes um also when also when she finally bonded with uh with the with the old farmer that was also tear worthy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i do like that relationship mm. she built like her her whole relationship she built with the community is yeah. really um nice and my wife and i every time we watch this film we always come away with it uh, uh, the same thing it's just mm. like let's just move out of the city like we, oh, we yeah. so <laughs> wish we could have a house where we could try to grow our own food and be away from civilization it's just mm. we enjoy the outdoors believe it or not to anyone listening we my wife and i would rather be outside a hundred percent of the time as opposed to be inside the only time we ever like being out inside is to watch a movie before yeah. bed <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we, does, we enjoy the outdoors quite a lot it does seem like an very ideal lifestyle that's for sure it does yeah so um with that said we'll do a, the tiny bit of trivia that's on this film that we'll do oh. our ratings uh, yeah sounds good um so 
one thing in this film is there's actually an Easter egg in the film. That's <laughs> like, uh, I guess I'll just read it out. Uh, in one of the scenes while Yuki is in class, the teacher talks about the flying speed of an un, uh, unladen swallow. Obviously, that's <laughs> oh, a yes, reference to <laughs> Monty <laughs> Python, the Holy, Holy Grail, which is such a weird like yeah. little Easter egg to put in the film. Yeah, that is pretty but, cool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I quite like that that's in the film. But we should also mention, too, that uh, both Janko and I watched the dub version of this film. Mm. We didn't oh, watch yeah. the original right. Japanese. Um, a lot of the time I watch the dub with these sorts of films because mm. the dub is professionally done. It's done really well, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I enjoy that. It, it, it so was if, really done well. Yeah, if you're on the fence about whether you should watch the dub or not, um, yeah, with this studio in general, most mm-hmm. of their films always get dubbed super well. Uh, actually, a lot of them, too, when they get dubbed, they get released in uh, quite a few theaters. So I think oh. with that, there's a, a little bit more of a production that goes behind oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Um, another th- uh, Easter egg, actually, that's in the, the film is one of the scenes while Yuki is... Oh, not, not while Yuki. Uh, when the, the little mobile uh, library that she buys the books at in yes. the countryside, there, it's in the, the van. It's actually a character from a, a different film, uh, oh. the 2009 film Summer Wars, which is a, another great film from the, the director that I, I quite enjoy a lot. Nice. Um, yeah, so that... That's really neat. Um, there's really not a lot here because uh, obviously there wasn't a production. It was all made, you know, like drawn and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the voice actors for Baby uh, Yuki and Baby Ami, probably the Japanese yeah. ones, were uh, nine and seven when they did their uh, uh, their their roles, mm-hmm. which is always good. I like it when uh, animated features put actual kids to do the, the roles. Like I know yeah. some kid can't actually do great acting jobs no. but uh <laughs> yeah um uh yeah that's that's it that's all there is for the trivia so let's get i want to hear your rating okay. uh, i know yeah. that we got you to go first last time but we'll do you again that sounds that sounds perfectly fine uh no i i find it a gorgeous movie it's uh, the story is so mature uh that it's just uh um I I find the I find the story very interesting. Um, I mean, I I thought first off I would I would be very disappointed with it. I was I, I have to admit I was very scared, but I know I, I am very glad that this movie comes from a recommendation from from your end, um, and uh, this 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 hopefully gives me a a more insight in trying to watch more of these types of movies. Um, because don't get yeah, me there's, wrong like, there's a lot of good ones out there yeah i'm not gonna say that they're all a hundred percent but oh, there no. are really good ones yeah because i still do watch uh, some animes like akira i love and but but it, it's it's just so mature it's just so i say that word a lot now um it's so brutal like at, at least with akira uh, stuff like that I, I just love it because it's like a it's like the anime version of Tetsuo the Iron Man, basically. Um, but I digress. It's just I just wanted to say that and to just pinpoint the type of anime movies I actually enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I uh, honestly, there isn't 
much there isn't much problems with this movie uh i guess the only gripe i have is that um there's so much happening i I just noticed that there's so much happening in this movie where where you just need to pay attention at all times um because there's always a small thing happening here and there and um another thing i didn't enjoy was was that um there were moments where the movie was trying to be very serious and have a moment and then it immediately immediately gets interrupted by uh, something goofy or silly and that's a trope i've never been a huge fan of for instance there's that scene where they're going on a walk and the boy is tired and he falls down and he has a moment with uh, with his mother and and it's a very very well well nice scene but it gets cut off by the girl in the field saying hey i'm here and uh, yeah i i uh, that that just annoyed me a little bit uh but <laughs> okay but final verdict um i say it's a good movie i i give it a three and a half um i'm very positive that by repeated viewings, I, I will appreciate it a lot more. Okay. I think for me personally, I'm going to actually give you two ratings. Okay. Um, I think my official rating is a four. Uh, mm. Because in all honesty, as much as I, I do like this movie, mm-hmm. uh, there is, you're right, the, the start is a little sloppy. I, I think not, not sloppy in the sense that story-wise, yeah. just with... They they didn't have to do the CGI stuff. It's it is a little little bit long, and I will agree with mm. you on that. Um, apart from that, I don't have a lot to say that I didn't like about this film because there's mm-hmm. a lot of it I do appreciate, and we've already been over this. Um, but I'm gonna give it the four just for the simple fact that I think that's the honest film score that I I'm going to give it. Uh, but in terms of how it feels with me and my wife, I'm going to say four and a half. Yeah. Um, that that's a separate score. Which, yeah. if you you're going for my uh, complete like film critic score, I'm going to give it the four. But personally, I'm probably going to say it's a four. And a yeah, half. That, that's exactly for the same reason why I'm giving a four to the terminal. Even though I I think they're equally. Maybe Wolf Children is a little bit better. I'll give it that. I okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, but that's that's been our two films picked by our wives. Yeah. Um, it was very fun. It was it was very fun. Yeah, thank you, uh, Janko, for yeah, watching all these films with me. Like always, would be uh, would be let... fun if we did this in a future episode where they would choose a horror movie we would watch or <laughs> or yeah. some. Well, uh, I was just gonna some video nasty. I was just gonna movie. apologize. <laughs> I was just going to apologize to our audience because um, normally we try to do more jokes mm. and laugh about things. Oh yeah, uh, this was more. This was more of a sentimental oh, sort yeah. of uh, episode, and I hope our audience can appreciate that there yeah. wasn't as many jokes. So, so, so ne- um, ne- next time you'll have to do two segues. <laughs> well, le- well, let's let's talk about that. So next time our double feature is actually going to be uh, Killer Cars. Yes, I'm and uh, we've to got that. two two movies lined up we're going to keep it a secret uh but the theme is getting back to what we're 
used to doing, which is an in-depth theme that takes two movies and it mashes them together perfectly. Oh yeah, um, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that, and we'll probably have a lot more jokes with those ones. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, um, yeah, so don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to Critically Optimistic, please. We love to have the support and we'd love to hear from you guys and the way you can get in contact with us is through our twitter uh which is just look up at critically optimistic um you'll you'll find us right yeah. away and you can listen to us on ma- basically all the major um podcast streaming places uh for spotify they've got a rating system so there's no uh written reviews but if you listen to enough episodes you can leave a rating and that that really does help us because it helps spotify recommend us to people who who aren't familiar with the show uh it's the same with apple um you know normal apple stuff just leave a a written review leave your star rating and uh yeah but most of all just subscribe uh that that helps us out and also we would like to mention that we we do have um we do have a user poll uh going um where we're actually curious about your answers for a future upcoming upcoming episode of ours so please Please check out our Twitter and uh, and reply on that poll if uh, if you have time if you have a couple of minutes to spare. Yeah, uh, we'll do one because we've got the next month's already planned, but you can do the one after that. That that's uh, what we're gonna because we did it before and it seemed to work out well oh, last yeah. time. Absolutely. So we'll we'll do it again. Um, anyways, this has been uh, critically optimistic with our double feature of our wife's picks and. It's been fun. Thanks for listening through our sentimental bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. All bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.